This week we are discussing things that have. This week we're just. <laughs> there we go. Just just like we just like we never left. This week are this week this week this week Rudy. This week. Holy shit! Oh my gosh! This Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I'm Jeff, and as always, I'm joined by my best friends in all the world, Richard Hello. and Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael love to debate, they love to discuss, and they love to talk about the top four things that represent any particular topic. This week is no different. This week we are discussing things that are as seen on TV. Richard, you got this subject from who? I got this from my RBI Baseball Nerds on dme.com. The RBI Baseball message form, RBI Baseball being the, I guess now, 30-year-old uh nintendo uh baseball game and i have been a member of the internet forums um for fans of this game for about I don't know, 15 years oh wow and uh, traveled traveled to meet them traveled for tournaments around the country so this was they're, they're, a lot of them are big fans of the show so this is i kind of asked for some suggestions and this was one of the good ones Wow. So none of them are cultured enough to actually come on our podcast, though, right? We actually, um, hopefully, we'll be getting uh, my buddy Ryan Love, who was, I think, probably, who was the only person, I believe, who responded to the uh, f- the, the aborted Facebook video fiasco when we were tasting the oh, yogurts. That was awful. Yeah, that was awful. So um, I, I believe we're, I'm going to try to get him in. He is a major collector of Halloween music. When somebody says he is a major... In Los Asshole. Angeles, usually it's followed up with something else. Asshole. Collector of Halloween music. Okay, cool. Well, I love that. That would be really great around Christmas. Perfect. Can- or Canada Day. <laughs> or Canada Day. Well, you know, that does remind me. There's this RBI baseball uh, group that's meeting on the internet. And most people buy things now on the internet. On the internet, But it used to be things people purchased uh, were advertised on television. Sometimes it was the only place you could find them. And some of the products we're going to discuss today... Uh, maybe things that are seen on TV. So ostensibly, this is your choice. So Michael goes first. Michael, what do you want to start with? Well, uh, I have four categories this week. Trying to take it back from me. I do not have categories. Oh, good. Uh, They are food, fashion, fitness, and first world problems. So I'll start off with food, and it's the George Foreman Lean Mean Fat Reducing Grilling Machine, a.k.a. the George Foreman Grill. All right. Uh. I like everyone in the world had one of these. I thought you said I like everyone in the world. I don't like, like everyone in the world. Oh, shit. I barely like you two guys. Um, you had one. Oh, of course. Okay. You, you I, had one. I had one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I had one. Mine was... Uh, I had what, was yours purchased ironically? I honestly don't remember how I oh. got it. It just kind of appeared. I did. I certainly didn't buy it off of TV. Oh. Um, I think it was Bed just... Bed, beyond. It was just there. And it was like... This was in like my bachelor... Days. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, it was like, you could fit two hamburgers. On yeah, it, it's a bachelor slash early college sort it, of, yeah. or like late college. Like, you're out of the dorms, yeah. so you're cooking for yourself. But you're not really sure about cooking for yourself. You, you can handle, like, putting some meat on that. Yeah. <laughs> and it had, like, the little, like, bore bun warmer on top where you just oh. lifted up the thing, and it kind of uh-huh. steamed them, okay. the little buns in the top. I didn't have that. Yeah, that's fancy. You you fancy. That was the like the LS, like the Audi L, L <laughs> the luxury version. It was it's not quite like the sport model because well maybe it was. It only you know, seated two people. Okay. <laughs> which was basically me eating two burgers, uh-huh. sadly what? on the couch by myself. <laughs> so you your 
a lot of products on television offer this lifestyle change in which you will get wine, women, and song and be immediately loved by your peers. doesn't sound like this put you into that category. Certainly not. Okay. It put me into the, oh, look how this fat and blood drips off the end <laughs> of this thing into this little tray, which inevitably gets spilled all over the counter. What, what I think of other products that are seen on TV, like there are infomercials in which a beautiful celebrity female might have a fragrance or a lotion or a makeup or something like that. George Foreman and... Um, thin and healthy don't seem to go together necessarily, but but a guy who's fit into his advanced age does seem accurate for George Foreman. I I think he in his later years definitely became more well natured. Like he like yeah. versus being like this Ali Bumbaye, like the the this gigantic you know crusher, monster, crusher yeah, of monster, men. Yeah, monster. Yeah, he turned into this you know affable man that named. 10 kids after himself. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just like, oh, here's this lovable guy that's like, oh, he's just he's just a guy that's grilling like right. any old dad would. Yeah. And I think his personality probably sold it as well as anything else. He was more successful, it seemed, at selling this grill. Than yeah. He, well, he invented it, right? That's right. He, <laughs> no, he did not invent it. <laughs> he... he uh... how, how does... Uh... So you do the categories, and I, I guess I, I don't respect that, but I respect you as an individual. Do you have an, anything else that would have been in the food category? Because I think a lot of, as seen on TV, food, there's a lot of food prep, sure. food dehydrator. And- well, it seems, it seems that like a lot of the as seen on TV products are built out of this um, solving a problem that doesn't either exist or it's solving for idiocy yeah. or it's lifestyle changing uh, or there's some sort of aspect of like a snake oil salesman. Like you see the things that are on there, like this magical product can do it all. This, this Chopomatic. Yeah. The grill itself doesn't, it doesn't solve a, a crazy problem. It's just yeah. very good at doing a very specific thing, like yeah. grilling meats evenly on each side. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a sandwich maker? In college or thereabouts? No, like a panini. Yeah, or like a, yeah. That's the thing. It's funny because they. It's the same thing. A few years later, they they tried to come back and say it's a panini press. And I was like, yeah. no. When I bought it, it was just like a sandwich, a grilled cheese sandwich maker. When I bought the Foreman grill, it was clear that it was two the surface of two irons put into an alligator <laughs> formation <laughs> because it had the Teflon surface right, and it also had the reverse of the McRib indentation thing. Yeah. Like it has the thing that it can put the two lines, some lines in your. Hey guys, after this, can we like grill some burgers? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. There were there were like a few other like quote unquote celebrity grills. Oh yeah, there was the uh, uh, Evander Holyfield Real Deal Grill, the Carl Lewis Health Grill. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jackie Chan kind of signed on with George Foreman and sold the George Foreman grills like in China, which you know. Okay. <laughs> what do you what do you what are you grilling like bok choy on there? <laughs> and then uh, the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Grill. And uh, I like the Mike Tyson one takes, <laughs> takes a bite out of your food. <laughs> God bless you, Jeff. I was trying to think of a Mike Tyson's grill joke this entire time. God bless you. Uh, I, I do like that there's a category unto itself of celebrity grills. Yeah, celebrity grills. All right. Michael came out swinging. Richard, what you got? All right. So my first one is the Sports Illustrated football phone. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this was, um, you guys, if you guys remember... There used to be a time when there's this thing called magazines that you actually got and you would read. It wasn't just online. Huh. The hottest of takes right here. They were, <laughs> they were kind of like news. They were kind of like newspapers, but you only got them like once a week. Huh. Strange. My barber has some of those. They're from like 
1990 something. Were they the ones where like the CHP like uh did you get by the total total tangent here? Did your barber have any of those like CHP magazine ones where they would show like like California Highway Patrol? Yeah, and they they, they part of parts of part of it would be like, oh, here's what's happening in the CHP this week. And then they'd have these photos of like deadly accidents. Oh god. Uh, Is that just my barber? I don't know. Objection, Your Honor, though. Quickly. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about magazines. An awful lot. Oh. Are these magazines on TV, or is this football? Sh- football you could, phone you on could TV? only get the football phone uh-huh. on TV hmm. with your ex- exclusive with your order of a subscription to Sports Illustrated magazine. Oh. Okay. All right. Just just making a you oh know, sure just, you could just buy checking that. it because uh, oh no keep gotta keep me honest that's yeah. fine right. I have no, no no qualms about that so yeah basically. Now, can we talk about magazines for a little bit more? <laughs> sure. That that gag really <laughs> went somewhere. Sports Illustrated, in order to kind of pump up their magazine subscriptions back in the 80s, there'd be a lot of giveaways that they'd give you, like some sort of exclusive offer that on their TV commercial, like a lot of those uh, like NFL films, like Football Follies type tapes, were the things that you would get. So like NFL's wackiest bluebirds or whatever. You know, free with any subscription, and so that would be kind of a cheap way for them because they partner with NFL films. Well, like I think like '86, uh, some ad wizard was walking through trying to figure out, well, what can we do that's like an actual giveaway that people would be interested in, and was like walking through a store in New York and saw a phone that was like a frog, and thought, "Hey, that frog looks like a football. Could we make a phone? Fo- <laughs> could we make a phone that's a football?" Oh if, yeah! If we were to do a quick Mount Rushmore of phones that uh, look like other things, not only phones, phones, yeah, hamburger phone, hamburger phone's definitely on the list. It's on there. Football phone, Mickey Mouse phone, Mickey Mouse phone is really good. Where you, where it's just like him standing there, right? Right, and, and then, then Snoopy it's like holding it. Yeah. yeah, I really liked the novelty phone, which where it was like clear, and then oh, you yeah. could see all the lights. Yeah. It's a very, it was a very eighties thing. It had a like felt like Swatch made it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh. And so they he started researching how could we do this, and it turns out it's actually really complicated to do this mm. because the phone itself was like a basically. I mean, here's the thing. It, I, I'll, we'll put it up on the website. I'll show you for guys. all those that don't know. But a football exactly phone looks, looks like. Yeah. See, it's a football, and then it's a phone, and it kind of like, <laughs> but it hinges like right here, so it kind of pops open like uh-huh. that, and then it's on like a T. And apparently, how this, many awful kids ran by and kicked the phone? All of them, yeah. all the time, <laughs> and then broke their stupid foot. I hope. Is it true that Thomas Alva Edison did a medicine ball phone <laughs> early on in the development? I believe so. Yes, <laughs> that's the funniest joke on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy episodes in, and that's the best. That's that's the best, the best, best we could do. Yeah, I feel like I need to go <laughs> ring ring and like right away on my penny farthing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so apparently it took like months of R and D to try and make sure they could get it. So. The phone wouldn't topple because you have to have it hinged in the right place. You have to have it balanced at the right place. All this for a goddamn football phone. Oh, wow. They had to fly to China multiple times or Taiwan or wherever they were making it to make sure that they understood what a football looked like, Mm -hmm. what color was supposed to be. That's funny. Like they couldn't, they were having trouble communicating that properly (laughs) because they didn't know anything about football like in 86. They didn't know, were they thinking rugby football? They just couldn't get it. I don't know. I, I just probably soccer ball. I think that's probably okay, what yeah. they'd have most likely in China. Yeah. So I I don't know exactly what it looked like. I think this probably came out a little too early. Like if this was a phone that wasn't wired, and if you could throw like oh phone call here, and then you could throw it across the room to whoever, 
and then they could, they could get it, and then that would have been a success. And this was a huge hit for them, and it cost them like four bucks eventually to make per phone, mm-hmm. and it sold millions of subscriptions based on that. Wow. And the last big push they did was in 1990, I think, and it was uh, in the fall. It was for Christmas, and it was basically women talking about, oh, I, n- I didn't know what to get my husband for Christmas, but then I saw this football phone. And and it comes with Sports Illustrated, so it's like basically they're selling the football phone. Yeah, and you happen to get a year subscription to Sports Illustrated, and they've got the guys like, "Mom, if you haven't got me something for Christmas yet, it's a football, it's a phone." Um, so now la- now, I, now I can forget to call you in style, <laughs> right? So I will last thing I will post also on the website. Um, very recently, a American soccer magazine called Howler did something on uh, on uh, Funnier Die. With their own version of it, the soccer phone, the soccer phone, and they have like Jack Black and Sil- Sarah Silverman and a bunch of other comedians, mm-hmm. super jazzed about this phone. It's a yeah. football. Yeah. It's a soccer ball, you- and it's a phone. I can kick it and then call on it. <laughs> what? Did you want the football phone? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I knew a couple of friends who had that football phone. Yeah, and that's badass. So yeah, you would throw it back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, it's a phone. Yeah. So yeah, that that was. That was the height of being cool back in 1986. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in my hometown. <laughs> All right, Michael, what's your second? Uh, my next is under the category of fashion, and I'll use that loosely. It's the Snuggie. Oh, wow. Which, Whoa. which is basically a robe turned backwards. For all of you cheap asses <laughs> that have a robe and don't want to buy a Snuggie and spend the money, turn your robe backwards and you are perfectly fine. Or is it a blanket with the arm with two like holes cut out for arms? Yeah, it's it's a blanket with two and a head hole. <laughs> the blanket with a head like a hole, right? And nine inch nails snuggie. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's probably a nine inch nails branded snuggie out there. We'll get yeah. the Trent Cast girl on it. <laughs> that's what, right. what is it about the snuggie? That's so. This is very current. I mean, one of the more current things. Some of these are trips yeah. down nostalgia. The memory snuggie lane. or the uh, slanket. <laughs> as it was also known. Uh, that sounds like the girl at your school who everybody kind of like hooked up with at some point. She was a sl- real slanket. <laughs> it's also known as the Freedom Blank, the Freedom Blanket. The Freedom which, Blanket. <laughs> which uh, came out in like 2008 or 9. Like uh, Freedom Price? Like they, was it called like a French blanket before and they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't they change it? Your uh, Thomas Alva Edison joke was just trumped. Oh shit. I knew it was just the, a matter of time. Freedom Blanket. Uh, I don't know. It's it was one of those weird things that kind of came out near. I would say like the kind of back end of when as seen on TV products were yeah. kind of at their heyday. Yeah, you know, before the internet really took over, mm-hmm. or maybe it was. It still caught some. Maybe it was an easy thing to have catch on mm-hmm. on the internet as well, Did, and why it became so ungodly popular. It was it feels like you two just bookended the. As seen on TV, um, demographic as going from kind of a young sports enjoying person to the invalid or near invalid who buy things off TV now. It seems like it really uh, coincided with like the Netflix binge watching culture, (laughs) where all you want to do on a Friday night is put on your Snuggie and you watch four and a half hours of whatever show you're Orange is the in. New Black or whatever. Yeah, you can, you can binge watch an entire uh-huh. season of something and, you know, spill popcorn all over your Does yourself. it hide poop or pee 
what is it does it offer that service does too? it <laughs> Well, act now. You can get two. So just in case that happens. I don't know. I think that there was a time when people were like also wearing them out ironically. Yeah. There would be like snuggy parties and you can get like a bunch of licensed material on them Mm -hmm. and you can go to your your football game and your Seahawks snuggy blanket and feel warm and cozy. Well, a couple of things. One, I, I never got the sense that this was marketed to older people. I always got the sense this was marketed to younger people. Yeah, who thought very that, kitschy. Who thought that would be secretly great, and this I think speaks to something about the as seen on TV product, but would never be seen buying that thing in a mm-hmm. store. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a sense of almost embarrassment about like I'm I'm literally going to spend fifteen bucks yeah. on a backwards cape. It was probably also the number one like white elephant gift for that year. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. If you're going to a party and just. Yeah. Here you go. Oh, hey, it, I got a snuggie. Yeah, they bumped shake weight out of rotation in the <laughs> yeah, white elephant yeah. thing. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. So um, uh, why don't we move on? Richard, what's your second? Hey, Jeff, I got a question for you. Uh, who let the dogs out? I'm no, not sure. I, I, I got that a was the peak of 1996. Okay. <laughs> is that Freedom Rock? Hey, man, is that Freedom Rock? Yeah, man. Turn it up, man. Turn it up. Turn it up, man. <laughs> so that's my number two choice is the Freedom Rock uh, three CD set. Wow. Something you cannot buy in stores. Oh, no, sir. You can only buy it after seeing a two-minute infomercial yeah. featuring two very questionable uh, hippie actors. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I think, had exactly one. The, the yeah, man. I think that guy uh-huh. had like exactly one line. Mm-hmm. And then they leaned on hippie number one. To like, yeah. Remember all those songs you loved <laughs> when we were protesting and getting arrested? Well, they're all in one disc. <laughs> Which I think this does speak to the idea of you could never have anything like this again. Because you know what? Make your own damn, you know, Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You don't have that sense of industrial music nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Well, here are some songs that you'll remember from the 60s. And it's interesting. I went back and looked at the playlist. Uh, for what was actually in Freedom Rock. So many of these songs either A, have nothing to do with freedom, such as Locomotive Breath uh, by Jethro Tull, yeah. Jump Into the Fire by Harry, uh, Harry Nielsen, or Layla, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're talking about the freedom to bone your best friend's wife, yeah. I suppose. But um, Or Rock, Friends by Elton John, Both, oh. both Sides Now by Judy Collins. Oh. The Beat Goes On by Sunny and Cher. I'm pretty sure all of these were on Chipmunk Punk as well. <laughs> I think they were, yeah. <laughs> Call out to past episode. Yeah. On the surface, this is just a collection of random like 60s, early 70s yeah. songs. Yeah. But somehow by coming up with this marketing concept of this being freedom rock. Mm-hmm. It used to be called French rock. Call back to guys. Call back to <laughs> 10 minutes ago. We're just topping each other over and over and over again. Do you think the marketing towards um, the uh, flower children who are now aging was the beginning of like realizing that this there was a generation of people who were supposed to turn on tune in and drop out but now they're part of the media's absorbing generation that's yeah they're stuck to the tv at that point they were part of the prime like purchasing yeah yeah upper middle class uh-huh. uh society uh culture and the hippie on the commercial was somebody who was kind of cartoonish enough that you might not completely identify with him, but you'd say, right. like, I knew a guy like that. or Right, yeah. exactly. And look, it's about that initial 
catchphrase. Yeah. If they had just started in a, hey, man, I've got this great collection of songs. Yeah. Nobody would have remembered. It would have been like, you know, any of those 20 CD Time Life uh, history of country music or jazz or whatever things. I would love if it was real, like, hey, remember when Charlie Manson was stabbing people? (laughs) Well, here's Bad Moon Rising by Freedom. <laughs> 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 Remember the Bay of Pigs in Vietnam? Well, hey, here's Smoke on the Water. <laughs> Those were the days, right? Nixon, Nixon Watergate. Watergate. <laughs> I think they may actually might even mention, they definitely mentioned protesting and getting arrested okay. in the commercial. <laughs> so that's about as dark as they get. But still, that they're still. basically, they're, 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 Trafficking on yeah. horrible memories of an uh, awful period in Kent history. State student protesters murdered by the National Guard. Here's, Here's some Devo! <laughs> so, folks, you're not on TV. You're on the internet. You're on the podcast. You're on your iTunes or your Stitcher, wherever we are being listened to. Maybe we're not on Stitcher. I don't know. But we, yeah, we appreciate. Are. We are? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and you're with us, and we love that. So please uh, celebrate your freedom and rock up uh, our <laughs> oh god thanks so much for listening to us this suggestion that we're tackling this week was submitted by a, a group of people who are connected with the podcast via the internet so you are connected with us on our facebook or our twitter or youtube you can suggest a topic that we could debate the top four of we'd love to do that and we'd also love to have you download rate and review all the podcasts that you've heard and we invite you to give some feedback in the stars maybe a five maybe a four i don't know it's your choice we'll take a one, we'll take a one. <laughs> so we're back uh michael what do you got for your third choice my third choice is under the category of fitness well, fitness pizza in my mouth the mount rushmore of body parts advertise that you need to improve okay. as seen on tv products okay. goes i think i know i think i know where you're going with this thighs mm-hmm Buns, uh-huh. pecs, and then abs. 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 And abs is the one. Oh, really? That we're all trying to, <laughs> Need those all trying abs. to sculpt down. <laughs> I don't know. I'm working on my thighs a lot lately, guys. Yeah, <laughs> really, really thigh mastering it out. Let me work on your thighs for you. Uh, well, <laughs> the product that I was suckered into. You bought this? Back in 2000. Oh, my God. When I was living in Santa Barbara. On a Sunday morning, while I was eating a box of donuts, <laughs> oh, was the Ab Gym Nick, oh. which might have been called like the Ab 2000. Uh-huh. It's an EMS device. Ab Gym Nick is a guy in Glendale, I think. <laughs> bro, bro, you need, you need something. <laughs> it's a device that uh, sends electromagnetic pulses. Not electromagnetic, but electro pulses. You don't even know how it works. You can't even explain it. It's a car battery with two wires. <laughs> Basically, the strap you you put this gel on your stomach, and then you oh, wow. then you strap a belt on, uh-huh. and then you turn the power on, and then uh, it gives you this excruciating pain. Okay. Oh God! Okay, you bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! I used it once, and then uh, never again never. because it was so. But how do you know it doesn't work? Painful. How do you know it doesn't oh, work? Oh, I'm pretty sure they all work, but you just have to survive the pain. <laughs> That's what they don't tell you. Wow. What they don't tell you is that, yes, it is sending electricity into your muscles and making your muscles yeah. contract. Yeah. But it fucking hurts. Oh, God. It's brutal. So, what part of this made you think, okay, I've never bought something before, but this one, I got to buy? That guy on TV had some really good abs. Did he? Okay. <laughs> so, the girl on TV. I mean, the, the two of them together, that, they never show you. 
or they try they show you like the person the before but then they never show you their head so that body that is attached to the before body yeah that person doesn't exist yeah. jack lalane that's who it is <laughs> and then and then the, you know the after body of the person that's working out is like wow yeah look at it that's all it takes huh pretty ripped huh yeah i could do that the only thing I, I've never bought an as seen on TV product like no. actually from mm-hmm. like the TV. Um, I do remember you. The only other thing I remember you buying that was quasi on this list that I know of was the push up disc thing. Didn't you have one of those? Oh, the perfect push up. Perfect push up. Yeah. Sure. I tried that for a while. And I remember you were really happy with that. Yeah. At first. Th- th- those are good. Like, I think a lot of these products that are like exercise products, I think they work as long as you're willing to do the work. Yeah. You just have to do the work and not give up and then get another box yeah. of donuts. The, you, you are the imperfect part of the chain here. <laughs> you're the, so you're yeah. saying it's just like going to the gym or exercising or doing <laughs> anything else that would not involve. Yeah. So my one of my ex-roommates, uh, Erica, was a massage therapist. And at some point, the uh, spa that she worked for got like an EMS machine. And she was like, <laughs> this was like maybe eight, nine years ago, something like that, eight years ago. And she's like, oh, you know, we... We just got this thing in. Do you want to try it? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I remember getting like electrocuted to this ab belt back in my early 20s. So maybe not. She's like, oh, you know, it's perfectly, it's fine. It's safe. And so I went in and of course, you know, whatever. They, they hook up these little pads to yeah. you. It was totally different. Like it's the same sort of concept, uh-huh. but they hook you up to like your chest muscles yeah. and like your arms yeah. and like you just lie there on this this bed and they basically shock you <laughs> shock therapy your yeah. muscles for 45 minutes sure they couldn't do something where it's just like anytime you picked up a donut it just shocked you <laughs> that's what I was that'd be more effective i think it does seem like negative reinforcement therapy but you just grab things that are electrical <laughs> not a donut that's electrified yeah it's like it's like negative reinforcement therapy except without you doing anything negative yeah. <laughs> so much of like as seen on tv products are built into how quickly you can turn your life around how easily yeah. This one machine is, and you know, look at this ab roller, you know, this wheel that all you need to do is you just push it out and yeah. you do like these push up, sit up combinations, yeah. and then, you know, 10 minutes a day. And what they don't tell you is that, like, the first, it's impossible to do for a minute, yeah, let alone 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I think something like the ab belt really plays into that is like, you can do it at work. Uh-huh. You can just put it under your clothes yeah. and then sit there at your desk and, you know, it can shock you into yeah. uh, fitness, into a, a you know a better shape, mm-hmm. but they don't tell you that it hurts like hell. <laughs> right. Do you feel like today's equivalent is the, the click bait or the little banner ad that says like doctors hate him or travel agents hate this or this simple oh, trick? The things that they don't want you to know, yeah. the Kevin Trudeau asshole, yeah. that guy. This little trick, this one simple trick, there's always some click thing that it's yeah. your way to hack around a health situation or okay. financial situation. Yeah, they're all they're all built on this lie and this idea that this is going to be this is going to make your life so much easier yeah. by just doing this one thing and mm-hmm. it, all it does is cost money. Yeah. And then yeah. There you go. Wow, it's okay. It's kind of depressing. It is kind of a bummer. And I I don't think do you remember Wendy's? I think Wendy's used to have um in their decor advertisements from newspapers of bygone era and Mm. there would be an ad for like dr so-and-so's miracle hair regrowth serum or something like that so i feel like thus it is today as it has been forever in which somebody's always looking for a quick fix thing so okay richard what's your third 
So my third one is the wax vac. This would be a product that is designed to, again, this is, I think, solving one of those problems most people don't know they have, right? which is mountains of earwax apparently piling <laughs> up in your ear every day, leading to uh, deafness and loss of balance. I don't know what. Listeners, if to. you have turned this podcast up beyond the 10 knob on your... <laughs> you might need this. Yeah. <laughs> you might need this. If you have one of those old-timey, like, kind of like a horn... Yeah, like tin horn, tin horn uh, <laughs> like granny from Beverly Hillbilly. Exactly. Okay. And mainly this is on the list because of the infomercial. It is a fantastic infomercial. I urge you, stop the podcast. Well, first off, in general, in general. stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> Go track down this infomercial. Watch it. Because it is basically, it ticks off every like cliche of an infomercial. Starts off with somebody in black and white doing something bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the the klutz, stupid yeah. person. In this in this case, it's somebody jamming a uh, Q-tip about three quarters of the way into their ear. Mm-hmm. You know, as we're all want to do. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> shouting the most pained, surprised, and immediate, <laughs> that you will ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> just every time I watch this, I start, I, I just die laughing. And my wife looks at me like I'm a complete, like I've lost my mind basically. Yeah. A good, a good, uh, a good aspect of these SC not TV products are, are, is the depiction of idiocy. Right. <laughs> and just and no ability to get through life unless you have this product. Like how do you, he jumps as if somebody has like jammed an ice pick into his ear while he was sleeping <laughs> and he just woke up. Like if you had an, an, a, a Q-tip and you're fishing around in your ear, you would hit a point where it's like, that's kind of uncomfortable. And you stop, yeah. Or and that, I'll go a little bit deeper. Oh, that's really bad. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't like go from this feels fine to like, you know, my ear is on fire mm-hmm. instantly. Yeah. So you've got that guy. You've got, um, let's see what else you got. Oh, you've got a physician giving his recommendation that actually isn't a recommendation. Oh. You know, Doctor Alexander, or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. says something like, "It's that's, true." That's, that's actually that his name. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Was that, your, was that your guys' OB? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he says something like, "It's true. Using Q-tips or cotton swabs are bad for your ears." But he doesn't. It. He doesn't recommend this product. No. He says that product is bad. Like, yeah. He might not even know what the uh, infomercial was for. They may yeah. just give him like five hundred bucks just to say something yeah. bad about about cotton swabs. Yeah. And that's it. And he. Re- Graduated from the medical school of the Bermudas or something <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. Another hallmark of this is that instead of showing you how it works, it shows you sort of how something similar to it might work. It helps get so one of the things it helps get water out of your ear if you've been swimming. Look, we've spilled water on the table. Look how it sucks it up, and it's like, wait, that's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 physics of my ear is not the same as water spilled on a table. Or look, to get earwax out, we'll show you. We put some dust on the on the table. Look how it sucks it up. It's like anyway, <laughs> any idiot knows that to get water off the table, you just put a sham wow. On <laughs> yeah, that's it. Come on. Spoiler alert for my last note. <laughs> Actually, not. And it and it doesn't work. I, mm-hmm. I, I I've seen reviews of this, and everyone says it doesn't work. It doesn't clean it up. It says that it's easy to clean. It's not. It says that it's totally silent. It is unless you turn it on. Oh yeah. Then it's not. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't actually suck anything up. And also, sometimes they'll charge you like whatever they feel like charging you for shipping. 
Um, yeah, ship, pay, pay for your own shipping and handling. That is the greatest con <laughs> in the history of as seen on TV products. Here, it's free, except for forty dollars shipping. Forty dollars. I exaggerate, but yeah. it's always it's always like yeah. Also, if they, if they try to get you with a two for one, this thing isn't worth mm-hmm. half as much as you think it is. Yeah. If they're giving you a second one, there's a good chance they're giving you a second one because this thing is a pile of crap. That yeah. Spent Fifty cents. At to some make. point, it's going to break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, I urge, but I urge you for the oh god, just, <laughs> we will we'll put this up. This we'll put this up on the website. Please watch it, Michael. Uh, my last one is under the category of first world problems, and that is the pasta boat, which is a, a big plastic Tupperware looking thing that you can cook spaghetti in. Oh yeah, that has a strainer on top, so you don't have to go through the incredibly awkward. Uh, action of straining spaghetti which is a very normal thing to do yeah and uh it's just garbage it's just it's just a plastic thing that you cook spaghetti in just cook spaghetti normal everyone just strain it normal everybody do you know how many people are injured (laughs) by boiling water when they're trying to strain their spaghetti especially upwards of five people (laughs) here especially if it's in a black and white uh yeah in the the, montage yeah the pre-state yeah these people on these montages have like some sort of i don't know like neurological disorders yeah. where their balance is off or they have tremors or something. If, if this is you seek immediate medical help, yeah. <laughs> if you're not capable of like pouring water into a strainer from a, from a, uh, you know, a, a pasta yeah. bowl, you know, pan. Would you say though that, so we are in Los Angeles. It is not a stronghold of Italian American individuals. Hey, what are you talking about <laughs> over here? So hey? maybe, <laughs> In Dr. S- whatever, whatever over here was <laughs> hey, his, Dr. Vinny Boombats. <laughs> but if we're, I wonder if the demographics of, say, New Jersey, New York, like if there's a stronger case for the, the increased pasta consumption and increased risk of scalding at the high <laughs> See, temperatures. <laughs> I, I think it's the opposite. Because I think when you've got, if you're Italian, you just do it. You know how to do it. Your, your, yeah. your family. Straining spaghetti is a tradition that has passed, been passed down from generation to generation. I cook some in the ashtray in my Camaro on the drive home from the auto parts warehouse where I work. I think they're counting on the like the middle aged housewives from like you know Iowa, yeah. where like penne pasta is like a, a delicacy. Yeah. Okay, I am glad that you brought up penne pasta. Are, are, are we getting near pasta shapes? Rushmore pasta, pasta shapes. The one of the features of the pasta boat. Is that the handles are, uh, you know, uh, heat proof, heat resistant, oh. but then also they're cylindrical, so you could measure out how much pasta oh. Oh. you put in the thing. Okay, now you're selling me on which, this a little, which bit. only works if you are making like a spaghetti or a linguine. You can't measure out like macaroni yeah. in, this, in this little like Rimicelli. handle of yeah. it. Yeah. You can't measure out penne. Well, again, because it, the people who are buying this aren't. They're only if they're spaghetti. making macaroni, it's macaroni and cheese that they got from the craft box. If they're yeah, they're they're probably making for you know, sp- you know, spaghetti just for like spaghetti and meatballs or whatever. The ragu. No offense, Iowa. I'm guessing you. <laughs> but I'm guessing you guys are not the uh, the center of Italian de- uh, cuisine. Uh, I do love that that there are such a number of just items out there that are solving problems that don't generally exist. don't exist. Yeah. They're so exaggerated that co- cooking pasta is. Is the thing that it's the first thing that like a person learns to do out of college 
Or like yeah. once you leave the home, it's like, okay, I can heat up water and I can put this thing in there for nine minutes and then I can pour it out. You're effectively done cooking. It's the easiest thing to cook. Yeah. And there is a whole industry of these as seen on TV products that's built on, you know what? Even the easiest thing is the most difficult is the most for difficult so many thing. people. Yeah. I, I had a roommate in college, sophomore year, who I had to teach him how to make spaghetti. So there you go. So apparently... Okay. <laughs> But like, apparently, but that's, but that's you're when you, slandering that's when you learn it. Every, you learn. Guten Abend. But, he, <laughs> but he was like 24 or 25. He, he was like a late, later student. Uh-huh. So he was like 24 oh, by that point. Um, he also didn't know how to make a Pop-Tart. He didn't know if you put it in the microwave, did you have to take the, the, the foil oh, wow. thing out? And thank gr- God I caught him on that one. Do you know what's the greatest trick that Pop-Tarts ever uh, played on you? Man, you don't need to heat that shit up. No. Just eat them normal. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> you burn your mouth if you heat them up. I know. Just, yeah. just scarf them down. You scrape your mouth if you don't. <laughs> Either way, double-edged sword. Did, did you take any notes for the sitcom that would inevitably come out of you and the funny guy who doesn't know how to do anything, who was your roommate? Like perfect Strangers, I, Redux? Well, I moved in with Sarah about midway through first semester. for like first, like, oh, okay. like midway through the year. So, you became the guy who doesn't know how to do it, <laughs> and and has stayed that way in my marriage for the last twenty some odd years. I mean, he was a a, a script reader for some. Oh, yeah, it must have been like a really low budget like film company because he would read scripts and he'd tell me. So here's the description of it. Da, da, da. I think Bruce Boxleitner would be really good for this role, <laughs> or like Richard Crenna or something like that. It's like it's you sure? Yeah, you sure? Sure. Why not? Uh huh. Sure. Okay, uh, Richard, it's your job to do the last one here. Okay, so I am maybe flirting with the edges of As Seen on TV. I don't think I am, but it is essentially... This is why why I saved it for last. Yeah. Any product that you will ever see advertised or sold on the cutlery corner slash the knife show. Hmm. Otherwise known as the greatest drunk TV (laughs) you will ever find in your life. Um, basically, it's QVC, but for knives. Um, you guys need more? I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's hosted by, it's out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it's on, you know, your, whenever, you know, Discovery Channel goes off the air, it'll pop on for like mm-hmm. four hours. And it, it's just these main guys, Tom O'Dell. And he talks like this. And he is... Very excited to tell you about this. Look at this knife. Look at this steel. You cannot find steel like this everywhere. Just He is so enthusiastic about every goddamn knife that they sell on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, I think, drinks a lot. Okay. Which makes it... <laughs> Dangerous combo. Makes it exciting. Sometimes yeah. he'll... Uh, Pull a katana out of the sheath and start to and drop it and try to grab it like blade first, <laughs> or he'll have a giant knife and he'll start talking about it. it's not the size of the knife, it's what you do with it. <laughs> um, and it's just fascinating. They sell a lot of it is you are guaranteed at some point during like a four hour viewing of this there will be a fifty pack of Dale Earnhardt Jr. switchblades. Oh wow, or pocket knives. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, there will be you know the American flag, you know twenty five piece knife set for like twenty four dollars. Yeah, and you just think to yourself, who needs 
a hundred Hank Williams Jr. pocket knives. Hmm. Of course, the other question is who doesn't That's right. need a hundred. What I can tell is I, I think essentially this must be for the guys who go to the flea markets and set up the oh yeah the tables and have like the uh, you know pocket pocket knives for like two dollars each. And they buy it from these guys for like fifty, you know, buy it from the cutlery corner for fifty cents each. We um profit. A couple episodes back we talked I talked a little bit about travel and silence and how there's so much of this country that I haven't seen. Yeah. Man, whoever is buying these lives lives in this country that I have never yeah. seen. Oops. We don't we haven't talked much about our president <laughs> in a while, but I feel like Oh yeah, there's a lot better. of a lot of MAGA knives going on here. Yeah. A lot of lately, a lot of Trump knives. So I, I want us to play a clip from this. So we're gonna play a clip. I want you guys to really just get a sense of the wonder that is Tom O'Dell. Hey, what if I toss in a brand new item, the Big Kahuna Sword? Going into the deal right now. Now, folks, this is the Hackmaster 5000. There's no doubt about it. There's not a bush. There's not a tree. There's, well, obviously, you get the point. Tonight, the Hackmaster 3000 going into the deal. I just don't know where to put it. Maybe it'll go this way. Nah, it'll never go that way. I don't know what to do with it. This, this is not going to work. Huh, let's see. Let's do it this way. Nah, it never worked that way. Uh, what if I... It's <laughs> a very surreal, freeform, kind of Dadaist nature to that. That almost has a David Lynch feel. It's so... <laughs> it, I, I, have, I have a few comments. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Having seen that. One, there seems to be this... Um, it's like cosplay for like... Yeah, the, sa- those sa- knives. Sad, yeah. sad, overly masculated... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, people out there that are just like trying to fulfill some sort of, uh, or those young trench coat mafia types who pose on Instagram with their knife collection. You know, usually a black yeah. fedora and right. They're about that kind of that kind of knife sword is usually seen being held up by someone at a Star Trek convention. Yeah, <laughs> right. Two, um, I remember an episode of Home Movies where uh, Coach McGurk was like crazy drunk. Uh, at some point, and ordered a bunch of knives just off the TV, and that is 100% what he was watching. Right. And he just got swords, and he tried to return them, <laughs> and then he couldn't. Uh, and uh, I forget what my third point was. It, does, it, doesn't, that was, it that doesn't matter. Was, that's sad. Tom that's O'Dell's sad. the best. Uh, and, th- and sometimes he'll just, like I said, airs in Chattanooga, from Chattanooga, Tennessee, I believe that they probably start taping at about midnight. So I think he, Tom's a few... Uh, few uh, Shots in. It makes it, it makes me, uh, you know, nostalgic for the the days of just the Ginsu knife. Yeah, yeah. Or you could just cut through a, a, a tin can, and then you could cut through a tomato in mm. that order. We well, could do it with this katana. I guarantee you. And a tree. And your hand. <laughs> and he sometimes he'll just talk about the NASCAR race that was that day, what he's doing that weekend. Uh, sometimes they have the knives on like a, a, a like a circular like uh, uh, it's. A a, like a like a like a, a lazy Susan or uh-huh. something, and sometimes it doesn't work right, so they have to kind of do it by hand. Yeah, and it's just like it's it's like this <laughs> sub, you know, sub public access quality. But I guarantee you, they are making money hand over fist on this, and I think it's because almost of the slipshod 
crummy nature of the presentation that people watch. Now, I do want to point out, I have heard rumors that Tom has been fired from Cutler Corner. Oh, wow. I cannot confirm this. I'll work on confirming this. We will update this in a future episode. But if he has been fired, why? Because why else would you watch this goddamn show if it's not for Tom O'Dell just having a... Just a, a stream of consciousness, whatever comes into his like Richard, incredible about, mind. Richard, it's about the knives. Uh, it's always the, been about the knives. And the knives. But if he has been fired, I'm going to urge all of our listeners, contact Cutlery Corner. Let them know this cannot stand. Um, but I do think it's really cool you guys um, very frequently take two uh, alternative approaches to it. And I think Michael... Uh, is very much kind of an inward kind of a per- your bubble kind of extends kind of right around you and you're measuring the impact of these items that come off the television and how they impact you and Richard I, I think it's fun seeing how you observe how they impact the culture um, you know Michael is about things you consume like pasta or uh, burgers that come off this uh, grill and it's about things that you put on or transform your body with like a snuggie or a, a a car battery that's in disguise as something called the abgymnic. <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> so I just, I'm still, so, I'm still, so, so when you got it, did you look at it and go, okay, yeah, now this, this will work. Ready to rock and yeah. roll. I just love that kind of micro scale. And then Richard usually goes macro, um, which is really funny, you know, ha- seeing how it impacts the culture, the, the football phone, freedom rock, um, the wax vac, and uh, the cutlery corner. This is something that, is broadcast out from this small, small, creepy place in Memphis, Tennessee. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Oh, they <laughs> wish they were in Memphis. They wish they were in Memphis. Oh, Chattanooga, boys. So, so really cool. Okay, so uh, this week, um, we're going to score it thusly. Um, just for the personal pain that you went through, I think Michael gets a point for abgymnic because that hurt. It's My obvious. abs have still not fully recovered. <laughs> it's obviously that hurt. And uh, just... Due to the backstory that you gave us on this, the Sports Illustrated football phone, Richard, was really cool. Um, also going to go Richard again on uh, Freedom Freedom Rock because that's another trademark of your uh, picks, and that is cultural observation and seeing the lasting impact that your picks have made. And it looks like we're going to split it two and two because um, Michael did a really good job of scrutinizing the entire... Uh, the entire marketing ploy of the as seen on TV products by determining that they themselves create a non-problem, turn, take a non-problem, turn it into a problem, and that is never seen uh, any more clearly than with the pasta boat. <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah, that's pretty good. Come on. Um, so, this has been the as seen on TV episode of the Mount Rushmore podcast. I, as always, am Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. Uh, So my point is, it ain't easy being a product on television.